is Monday, February 12, 2024. Report reveals Jill Biden screamed at White House aides when Joe Biden was having a dumpster fire press conference last week, screaming, what? <laughs> we'll get into it on the show. Kamala says she's ready to serve. Oh, yeah. The White House is going great. Everything's going great. Everything's fine. As Hillary calls Joe Biden's age a legitimate concern. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Is Arkansas around the corner? We'll find out with Congressman Ronnie Jackson, who is also the president's physician for multiple presidents, so he'll be able to diagnose Joe Biden live in just a little bit. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot. Oh, that's good. Okay, we got my favorite Trump football meme, okay? Favorite Trump football meme. Not a big sports guy, okay? Not not a big sports guy. I'll, I'll start off by saying that. Apparently, there was a football game last night. Didn't know about it. We were actually talking about it earlier. I was like... I, I mean, I mean this, like I haven't watched a full NFL game all year. All right. Been too busy. We've been too busy. I, like I, maybe some people are like really sophisticated, smart, high IQ people. Like I can focus on one thing. Ask my wife. Hey, Kate, what like how does how's Ben's brain work? I can focus on one thing. I focus on this audience, the 2024 election, the future of the country for my children and no sports ball for me. OK, no sports ball for me. All right. I resisted the urge to scream home run when I watched a touchdown last night, but I only watched two quarters of the actual Super Bowl. Okay, that's a matter of fact. I am here like focused on our future. It's also why I'm concerned about your future. I want you to be invested correctly and diversified a little bit. There's going to be some wild earnings for the stock market this week. Ups and downs. Warren Buffett selling a ton of his portfolio right now. And Warren Buffett has predicted the last three major crashes. Now is the time to invest a little bit, diversify with Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, Allegiance Gold can help you get real physical assets that back your dollars. Do it now. Gold has been out-earning and outperforming year over year. These are the people that you can trust. Allegiance Gold, they are my friends, and I personally invest with them. Protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 free silver with a qualifying purchase. Protect your future now. Ladies and gentlemen, um, the 49ers did not protect the end zone during overtime, and they lost the Super Bowl. That's too bad, I guess. Like, I wasn't, I, there were no crocodile tears for me. However, as this is a cultural show, uh, even though I haven't watched a, I haven't watched a single NFL game this season. I'm not trying to brag. It's just like, I just don't, I, I come into the studio and I record. <laughs> it's like what I do. And then I'm home with my kids and that's it. You know, we don't, we don't live too far away from the Buccaneers stadium. It's the NFL team like down the road, but like, I don't go to games. It's, I, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Maybe that was your thing. Maybe you were super into it. Maybe you weren't. I'm really big on the cultural aspects of it. So I think it's interesting to talk about the cultural aspects of it. Obviously, I think the um, the the political elements and the political intersectionalities uh, in the Super Bowl are really funny. Okay, for instance, Donald Trump posting about Taylor Swift, I thought was hysterical yesterday. I was laughing my ass off reading this from Donald Trump. Donald Trump, <laughs> the man in the arena. Okay, always using the moments of uh, American camaraderie and togetherness to to pivot off of and to grab the energy of Donald Trump himself, a big
big spectacle guy, right? Like a big time boxing promoter. Uh, he invested in the original XFL, right? Or the, the, the alternative NFL league. Donald Trump, quite good at football also. Like there's this tape of Donald Trump throwing the football like 50 yards and getting getting it into a hole like this big. I Maybe we can pull that. Amazing. Okay. Anyway, what's the point? The point is that Donald Trump is master at like taking the overall spectacle and the things that people are talking about, the overall conversation, inserting himself into it, and then grabbing energy from it. So a lot of people talking about Travis Kelsey, a lot of people talking about Taylor Swift. Okay. And so Donald Trump posted this yesterday. I signed the Responsible for Music Modernization Act, Taylor Swift, and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do nothing for Taylor Swift and never will. Sorry, I got to get my Trump voice. Here we go. There's no way that she can endorse crooked Joe, the worst and most corrupt president in history, and disloyal to the man who made her so much money, me. Taylor, besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he's a lib and probably can't stand me. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, yes, all Good points. The Music Modernization Act makes uh, Taylor Swift's music so much more valuable in the streaming space. So that's what Donald Trump was talking about, using this moment, obviously, to grab energy for himself. Brilliant Donald Trump move. Uh, anyone who's like even remotely intelligent in the political space will will like pivot off of these things, and like use it to grab energy. Joe Biden, on the other hand. was not able to do that. Joe Biden was asked to do a pre-interview, a pre-Super Bowl interview, which is customary for the president. Joe Biden said no for some reason. Can't imagine why. Why would Joe Biden say no to that exactly? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the answer now. We have the answer twofold here. One, Joe Biden did put out some content for the Super Bowl. Shockingly, Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden looking like a uh, gla like a glazed over donut straight off the Krispy Kreme rack, uh, like warmed up vegetable sitting in a seat, bitching and moaning about the inflation that he caused. This is what the White House decided to put out. This is their message for the Super Bowl. Remember, the adults are back in charge. These are the good people. These are really smart people. OK, here's Joe Biden's message. One, I mean, he looks like death warmed over. I mean, he really does. He looks so bad. Clearly just had like a fresh facelift. He's like all puffy and all greasy. All greasy Joe Biden sitting there slurring, talking about ice cream. So they're already suffering from like a confidence gap here with Joe. And this, this is what they've come up with. Go. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. You're, so somebody saw that video 
of that guy with his like his skin. This is what's happening, right? With that, Royce, can you grab me that clip that that screenshot that I grabbed yesterday? Joe Biden, like his skin pulled back, his face kind of looking like a like a Jim Carrey face, right? And his teeth, fake teeth, plastic hair. This like this is what Joe Biden. This like this is not an edited piece. This is not AI. Okay, this is an actual screenshot from that video. That's not AI. I can't even do that. I, I'm a human. I'm a living human. How do you make your how do you how do you make your teeth? How do you make your face do that? Super creepy poltergeist video of Joe Biden bitching about the inflation he caused. Do you know what shrinkflation is? Shrinkflation, Joe Biden, is actually just a result of your government policies. The government creates inflation or deflation. The government controls monetary policy. The way a free market capitalist economy works is supply and demand. You created too many dollars. That means your dollars are worth less. That means the amount of goods that they can buy are less so to keep prices relatively the same and to not triple the price of a box of Oreos, you need to make less Oreos in the box because the dollar is actually worth less. Comprende? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real problem for Joe. And there are many problems mounting for Joe. But we do have, by the way, a important uh, reality check. For what happened the last time, Joe availed himself to a live interview on national TV. There's a reason why they said no. The reason why they said no is because during New Year's, Joe Biden uh, did a live interview, like, like legitimately, I have a one-year-old, and we th this weekend we like did pillow forts. And the one-year-old, she's not like really, she's not really good on her feet. Okay, she's off balance a lot of the times, right? You got a one-year-old, you have one-year-old kids, off balance a lot of times. So I like, like throw the pillow at her, right? Joe Biden's interview on New Year's Eve was softer than the pillows I throw at my one-year-old when we're making a pillow fort. Okay, this is Ryan Seacrest interviewing Joe Biden, and Joe Biden can't get through a 90-second interview with Ryan Seacrest without metaphorically crapping the bedpan and then probably literally crapping his depends. Watch this. I mean, this is so gratingly painful. Still with the puffer fish face, still with the greasy face, like, and like the strange expressions, Jill Biden, uh, Wearing what must have been like the leftovers from Usher's outfit last night in the Super Bowl halftime show. This is what they did during New Year's this year. This is why they're saying no to interviews, even pre-scripted ones like this. We're going to play it beside me. We're going to have some commentary here. Let's go. Welcome back to New Year's Rockin' E, presented by Amazon Prime. It is Ryan Seacrest with you, and we're so honored that joining us right now are two very special guests, President Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. It's nice to see you once again. Thanks for coming on. Doctor of what? Thank you, Ryan. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. Uh, Real fast, doctor of what? They say it's a doctor of education, not a doctor that helps him, doctor of education. But nobody can ever find me the classes that Jill Biden teaches. She's going to talk about her students in this interview. Nobody's ever been able to find me any of her classes. What is she talking? It's, it's fake. It's like Joe Biden's teeth. It's like Joe Biden's hair. 
It's like Joe Biden's love for his um, seventh granddaughter. It's all fake. It's manufactured. Okay. Um, also, Jill, what the hell? Did Jill get a bedazzler? And did she pound a box of Chardonnay and then just go to town? What is that exactly? What what exactly is what, is this Alice Cooper's trash bag? I don't get it. Go. Thank you, Ryan. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. Uh, Mr. President, before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten pasta, which I love. Stop. I've eaten a lot of chicken. I'm not going to stop every day. Do you hear Joe Biden? Look at Joe Biden's face. How do you even do that? How do you do that? That's not a human face. He's more machine than man now. Okay, look at Jill. Also, Jill looking over like, the first question was, what are you eating? What have you been eating for Christmas? And Jill's like, oh God, oh God, it's a tough one. Oh, it's a tough one. It's just a flamer. What's, oh man, Joe, you better pull it together. <laughs> what is that? Who has, you know who has eyebrows like that? The Grinch. The Grinch has it. Maybe this is Joe Biden's version of the Grinch. Have you ever you seen that um, expression during the animated Grinch? My kids love the Grinch, where his, where his eyes curl up, right? And his eyebrows curl around. I know Robbie can grab you that clip. This is exact. It's the Grinch. Maybe Joe Biden was sending a holiday message to all of us. Let's continue. Parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. It's good to know that you're eating like the rest of us here across the country. As you look back and, and reflect cream. on 2023, what sort of, of memories, highlights stand out for you? Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, your job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. <laughs> so many people through the Midwest and, and in the center of the country, their, their factories are shipped overseas the last couple of times out. And, and they were losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People okay. are in a position stop, to stop real make a living now. And Just really quickly, don't let this slip, okay? They're trying. They're going to try and psyop you into like, Joe Biden's going to try and bore you out of like actually listening to what he's saying. The question was, what's your highlight for 2023? And Joe Biden's answer is, you know, there's a lot of places around the country where a lot of people lost their jobs. That's his answer. Not be me, me being mean. Everyone's you take Joe Biden out of context. Okay, I'm just gonna take him at his words. What's your highlight for 2023? Joe Biden goes, a lot of people through the middle of the country and Midwest, I don't know, Rust Belt, uh, they've lost their jobs this year. Remember, this is the guy that made the shrinkflation video for the Super Bowl. Let's go. And, uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. Well, we've got a million plus people here in Times Square and so many eyes on the big ball Whoa. for the big moment tonight as we get ready for 2024. What are your hopes for the new year for both of you? Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they're, they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. And we're coming back, and it's about time. Dr. Biden, your hopes for America? 
<laughs> well, you know, I think it's what I would always tell my students. Be positive, be optimistic, and be kind to one another. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy two scoops of ice cream tonight, both of you. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you soon. <laughs> All right. Nice. Low key, okay, low-key based Ryan Seacrest. There you go. <laughs> This is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why, okay, at this company, we have a production team that is second to none. Second to none. There it is. Do you see it? You'd have to be Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, to not see that, man. Do you see it? Jill Biden lying about her, about her being a teacher. My students always say, shut up. You have no students. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, like, what are you talking, go... Go like roll around and whatever's left over in RuPaul's dumpster and find another dress. Go like take your bedazzler to Bed Bath and Beyond, make it to the shower curtain section. Find find another pattern you like on a Goodwill couch and make a dress out of it. Oh my god! Oh god! It's just so hard. So that was their last live corporate media interview. All right, that was the last thing. You can imagine, does that explain to you why they wouldn't do a Super Bowl interview? Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. My goodness. Joe Biden as the Grinch in so many other ways, by the way, in so many other ways. So that's Joe Biden. He is, in fact, the Grinch. He has been uh, a Grinch uh, for our, obviously, for our economy. Uh, he's destroyed uh, so much uh, good about this place and it's like really at this point like it's becoming if you're into handicapping and if you're into the betting markets <laughs> joe biden's not doing well okay like it's it's pretty clear that joe biden's not doing great in fact after the week that he's had joe biden was in the bunker i think they are quite literally going to bring joe biden back to basement biden they're gonna like recreate that Joe Biden this weekend was effectively literally locked up, like holed up, doing damage control from the nightmare of a week that he had. Uh, it's not looking pretty uh, for Joe here. They, they were like, they're like, please, please, God, like, don't do the interview. Stay out of the camp. Stay away. Stay away. Get your Krispy Kreme face, your puffer fish face. Looks like a puffer fish. Looks like Joe Biden's been laying flat in the in in salt water and had sea urchins, st venomous sea urchins stinging his face to get that puffy glazed over look. Right. A puffy glazed look. Can you get that? There. How do you who's how do you do it? How do you do it? OK, I'll stop. I'll stop. But like, I'll stop. But quite literally, this, this guy is supposed to represent us as the resident of the White House. So they said, go away, Joe. That's what they said this weekend. Joe Biden on lockdown. Here we go. President Biden spending the weekend here at his home while we expect his surrogates will start doing that damage control, fanning out and characterizing the special counsel as a political opportunist. Now, Robert Hur's report this week has laser focused attention on the president's age and memory. This investigation ended with prosecutors deciding against any charges, but they accused the president of willfully taking and keeping government documents. Special counsel Hur also went to some lengths, I think, to point out the president's age He's 81. And to say outright that he has significant memory lapses. So the recent polling uh, between Donald Trump and Joe Biden is utterly catastrophic. Maybe we can grab the real clear politics. 
but I'm going to show you guys. The Super Bowl is like actually a great like breakwater point. And we'll stop talking about the Super Bowl after this because it's not a sports show necessarily, it's, but it's culture. And so it's important. Um, people are people really want Trump back. They like want the energy back. And you can see why Trump is polling in such a commanding in such a commanding position and why Trump retains his monster lead over Joe Biden, even with some of these leftist polls. The reason why is that people are kind of sick of having this guy who can't even do Super Bowl interviews at the helm. They want this energy back. This is the clip that I promised. Okay, we'll move off football in a second because Kamala Harris is backstabbing Joe Biden. It's really hilarious. We've got a lot of stories to get to, but here's the clip I promised you of Donald Trump with the football. All right, check it out. Here's Donald Trump. This is uh, 1992, a very svelte Donald Trump. He throws it right through. The camera doesn't track it, but he throws it. He like, hits it from, I don't know, what is that, 50 yards, 20 yards? Again, I tell, I tell you what, I not don't watch a lot of football. There he goes. You got to watch with ease. Here we go. Boom. Right through the hole. Boom. Got him. First try. Amazing. People want that energy back, and I think we're going to get it. The last time Donald Trump beat the odds, he was racing against Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, much like Joe Biden, had the help of both teams on the field trying to trot down the field, and Donald Trump ended that. And I think Donald Trump's going to going to end old Joe, ladies and gentlemen. Um, here, here, final meme for you. I promised you this one. Here's my favorite Trump meme possibly ever of Donald Trump playing football um, since since this is since this is the block about the Super Bowl, here you go. Wearing number one for the Los Angeles traffic today is nine-year-old Tommy Douglas. Tommy has lived most of his life in the hospital after being born with a potato for a heart and will undergo a heart transplant surgery next weekend. He's about as big of a traffic fan as they come, so in partnership with the Grant-A-Wish Foundation, both teams have agreed to come together and have Tommy run the first play of the game. And he got the handoff, and there he goes. Made a little cutback move, and it looks like he's going to go all the way. <laughs> Look at him go. Wow. This is really one of those heartwarming moments in sports where you just, oh! Oh, my God. That was just, that is not good. We had the we had the show we had the show stinger built into the end. This is a good one, all right? That's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Okay, all right. Come on, come on. Do good. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? It's the day after the Super Bowl. You think you're not going to get a Donald Trump football meme from this show? No, baby, no. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Time for brass tacks. Back to real life, ladies and gentlemen. Politics is downstream of culture. My mentor, Andrew Breitbart, would always say that it's important to focus on the cultural issues of the day. It's important to grab that energy. I am, of course, reminded of that time when Donald Trump came walking in during the national championship. Man, that, that clip was unbelievable. Donald Trump coming in and walking during the national championship. Hey, Alex, can we grab that real fast? It's like just what people want, right? They just want to sort of be able to sit back and chill and like enjoy some of the niceties of being an American. Like some of the things that we like, you don't have a culture if you can't go to the movies. You don't have a culture if you can't just watch sports. You play this besides Royce, will you? 
you don't have a culture. And like a final point on this, like it's really important actually to have things that are removed from politics. Maybe I'm guilty of like politicizing stuff too much, but it's what I do for a living. It's like really nice to have escapism. In fact, and have things we can all agree on. This is Donald Trump. The year is 2019. This is the national championship. Can we get a little bit of audio on this? This is Donald Trump walking into just the roaring, thunderous applause of a hundred thousand people in the Superdome as the snares rattle behind him. Donald Trump walking out for the national anthem in order to give a big F you to the kneelers, the national anthem kneelers. Do you remember this moment? I don't, I'm not trying to belabor this point, but look at the size of that flag. Look at the patriotism. Look at the National Guard. Look at the troops on the field. Donald Trump walking out to honor and embrace every every single uh, branch of the military. Melania looking stunning as ever. Actually really legitimately like making us proud as a country as first lady. Listen to the roars, the decibel levels of that. Don't you just kind of want that back? Like a thing that we can all sort of enjoy, like a president that could walk out on the field. Like that's the that's the other thing. Joe Biden could never, right? I mean, I think that's the point. Joe Biden can't even do the pre-scripted interviews. Joe Biden just could never, and that's really sad for the nation because it's a great nation. This nation's got guts and balls, and like we like we like this kind of we like the the sports of masculine achievement. And having a president that sort of reflects that is great. Joe Biden could never, Joe Biden could never walk out on the field like that. He could never take the field. What do you think would happen? You know what would happen if Joe Biden tried to do this. Hey, let's go, Brandon. That could be heard from the space station would ring out. Elon Musk's satellites would start to shake because the entire stadium would start screaming, let's go, Brandon, at Joe. You know that's what would happen. Man, I just, I get chills watching this, man. I mean, I really do. Look at be- our beautiful military, our beautiful first lady, Donald Trump. Listen to the, ch- they just get higher and higher and higher. The roars. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. And so it's just like, it just makes me long for that again. And I hope you do too. I, I, I hope you do too. Joe Biden, like having some dismissive, diminutive, beleaguered, uh, crippled message of some vicious vitriol message for the Super Bowl instead of like a uniting patriotic um, uh, a march forward, uh, masculine energy, alpha energy onto the field. It's awesome. Donald Trump would also do that at the Army-Navy games. Donald Trump was often at the Army-Navy games and just got uproarious applause from the, the troops there and the cadets. We want it back, ladies and gentlemen. We want it back. Whew. Okay. All right. Here we go. So Dr. Jill Biden, along with a bunch of other members of the administration, are starting to leak on each other. Something's not right. Now, something's obviously not right with Joe. That's why he's not doing the Super Bowl uh, interviews. But something's really not right with the administration. You are seeing the collapse in real time. Now, you tune into this show, hopefully, to be entertained and get a little bit of a laugh from our memes, but also 
your boys done like 15 years in Washington, D.C. I, I, I follow these things really closely. If we have one superpower on this program, it's that we're alive and we pay attention. So it makes us really good at pattern recognition. And so we become kind of like historians of the way things fall apart and the way things are built. And we pay attention really closely to it. And I'm telling you right now that the series of headlines coming out of the White House this Monday morning are rats fleeing the ship. It's done. Doesn't mean don't go vote. It's done. It doesn't mean don't donate to Donald Trump. It's done. It doesn't mean like don't fight like hell through 2024 to like save this country. What I'm saying is something that I've been tr sort of piecing together for a long time is that you can see the rats have decided the ship's going down. It's in flames. It's on its way to the bottom of the ocean and they are beginning to turn on each other. Rat eat rat. A rat will eat another rat. And you're starting to see a bunch of leaks starting this morning out of the White House from high level White House officials. We've been tracking these. They're all starting to go to their friends in the press and backstab each other and say it was your fault. This disaster was all your fault. Check this out. Jill Biden scolded White House aides after one of Joe's gaff-filled press conferences telling them, why didn't anyone stop that? First Lady's role in protecting her husband from the media is laid bare, according to a New York Times book by a reporter, Katie Rogers. Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o. So White House aides are beginning to leak on Jill Biden. That's never a great, never, never a great sign. Jill Biden's very snippy, very snipey, very snappy. When you ask about Joe Biden's age or mental acuity, this is an interview from last month. Didn't age well. <laughs> Get it? Go. Your husband is 81. At the end of the second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out you know, traveling around this country, I see his vigor. I see his energy. I see his passion. Mm, got energy and passion, huh? Hey, uh, ALX, would you mind grabbing that uh, that clip of the uh, when the reporter asked, should he take a cognitive test? And Jill Biden has like a an apoplectic meltdown. Oh, it's so good. Jill Biden's talking about the vigor of Joe, yet here she is last week having to like hold Joe's hand as he wanders around like a Roomba in the White House. Thank you so much. White House ain't that big of a place. I don't know if you've ever been. I've had the pleasure of going a couple of times. Interviewed Donald Trump once in the Oval Office. It's freaking awesome. Look forward to doing that again, actually. And that that's going to be a great live show from the Oval Office with Trump. I promise you. I promise you we will do it. I promise you we will do it. We've done it once before. We're going to do it again. Okay. So White House ain't a big place. Why are these people so perpetually lost at the White House? It's like a teeny, actually. It's a pretty small house comparatively. Why are they always lost? Joe Biden lost getting a hard question from an interviewer about Joe Biden taking a mental cognitive test. Didn't go well. Watch. 
Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Hey, ma'am, your husband continues to drink all of the ethyl alcohol underneath the sink. I think he might have a problem. I think he might be an alcoholic, actually. Would you mind if he took a breathalyzer? (laughs) It's insulting. We would never even think about it. Well, okay, he's naked and um, pissing in the rose garden again. And who let him out of his depends? Well, that depends. So bad. It's so bad. These people are leaking on each other. Here we go. From Axios this morning. Aboard Air Force One en route to the border last year, Biden sat at the head of his table and exploded with fury at his immigration team, demanding obscure data points and venting when his staff didn't have them. Oh, no. So here's Axios this morning doing a big fat write-up of Joe Biden's rage and fury. And this, by the way, is all about the infighting between various aged aides. Check this out in the thread. After unaccompanied children crisis in early 2021, Susan Rice became a central figure in Biden's border policy. She clashed immediately with other official Xavier Becerra, called him a, and I'm just quoting here, a bitch ass and then an idiot. During a meeting when Biden was tearing into Becerra, Rice passed Mayorkas a note saying don't save him, according to two people familiar with the meeting. Oh, no. Rice has had tensions with Kamala Harris. Tensions between them and the origins go back to 2020 when she was being vetted for VP. And the Harris team sabotaged her with with oppo research. Oh, man. The long knives are coming out. Biden's blow up in the aftermath is emblematic of Biden administration's struggle with the border crisis during the past three years, plagued infighting and blame shifting. Why are people going to the New York Times? Why are they going to Axios to sell their dirty laundry? They're doing it because they're selling out the administration. They know Joe Biden's doomed and they're trying to say we weren't the last rat on the ship. Trust me, we watch all of this happen in real time, and now there's finally an appetite for it in the corporate media. This is what the New York Post's cover looked like last week. Elderly man with a poor memory. Look at that photo of Joe Biden in the boxes where he stored all of his crap, sold it to the Chinese. Here's what the front page of the New York Times looked like. Look, 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 at, these, look at these articles. Front page of the New York Times. Challenges of an aging president. Mr. President, ditch the stealth about health. The question is not if Biden should step down, it's how. Democrats can no longer stay silent about Biden. <laughs> okay. Uh, woof. So what does that lead into? Just in time. Just in time, ladies and gentlemen. Kamala Harris in the Wall Street Journal this morning says she's ready to serve as Biden faces age scrutiny. Oh, baby. In a recent interview, the vice president cites her capacity to lead after stops on her abortion tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's read the quote. I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that. 
Harris says bluntly. Everyone who sees her on the job, Harris says, walks away fully aware of my capacity to lead. <laughs> it's Kamala Harris. Ooh, tooting her own horn. Kamala Harris has been known to toot a horn or two in her life. Ladies and gentlemen, Kamala Harris was asked recently about stepping into the role as president. Watch her lick her lips like a starving lion that got thrown a pork chop. Check it out. Questions about the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role, you know, if necessary. Do you feel prepared for that possibility? Uh, and serving as vice president prepared you for, for that job? Yes. Um, and how would you, you know, describe the, that, that process? Which process? Like as far as, you know, being ready for that. Uh, for that well, first of all, let's, I'm answering your hypothetical. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine. So that is not going to come to fruition. But let us also understand that every vice president, every vice president, understands that when they take the oath, that they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have to take over the job of being president. I am no different. Are you prepared to be vice president? Yes. Okay, sorry, not a, not a starving lion, a starving hyena. My apologies. Starving hyena. Ladies and gentlemen, and please, I pray, I pray that this doesn't happen. If this is the plan, there's got to be a plan. If this is the plan, it's a bad plan. Kamala Harris is more unpopular than Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is worse in, in conceivably every capacity, which is hard to actually quantify. I actually have a clip that'll show you exactly um, what hell looks like on this earth if we have to listen to this every single day from the Oval Office. Could you imagine? You tune in, so, something horrible is going wrong in the country. You click and uh, go, oh my gosh, it's a new war. There's a war over Greenland now. This is terrible. Let's tune in to see what does President Kamala Harris have to say about the new war in Greenland that she started? Okay, uh, let's go now. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. No. Oh, God, no. Please, no. Voters hate Kamala Harris. Voters hate Joe Biden. They're so paranoid about Joe Biden's performance, they won't even let him do softball pre-scripted Super Bowl interviews. And that is now being reflected in the data of the polls. Check this out from this morning. But Democrats worry about the age issue already looming over President Biden's reelection bid. 76% of voters have major or moderate concerns about Biden not having the mental and physical health for a second term. That includes more than half of Democrats. So here's a great way to tell when people are lying, okay? When the liars are talking. Do you think that Secretary Mayorkas has been truthful? Secretary Mayorkas has said many times that the border is safe and secure and closed. 
So when Secretary Mayorkas opens his mouth, you should simply believe the opposite. So Secretary Mayorkas, things have gotten so bad, the corporate media are asking this guy who should be charged with 10 million counts of human smuggling as soon as we get back into the White House, right? Should spend the rest of his life in Guantanamo Bay. But this guy, this little guy, I call like I call him Gollum because I think he looks like Gollum out of Lord of the Rings, right? Has the same hairstyle, has the same movements, has the same like probably eats like fish that he catches. Anyway, this guy um, was asked about using the 25th Amendment to declare that Joe Biden is mentally incapacitated. That's how bad things have gotten. This is the corporate press asking him that. So let's hear his answer. More than a dozen Republican lawmakers are now calling for the 25th Amendment to be invoked just to give our viewers a sense of what that means. It basically would mean the cabinet would have the authority to start the process of trying to remove the president if he or she is deemed incapable of serving. What is your reaction to those calls? Has that ever been discussed? Kristen, um, uh, I don't engage in politics. I'm responsible for governing and following the president's uh, uh, agenda, uh, which I scrupulously do. I have to tell you, uh, I have met with the president many, many times over the course of the past three years. I prepare intensely for those meetings. I follow up intensely from those meetings to make sure that I deliver the answers to the questions that he has posed. He is probing and detailed and focused on the mission. But as far as you know, the 25th Amendment has not been discussed. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joe Biden is probing. Really? Is that really the messaging that you want? Also, you trot out your biggest liar, the guy who's being impeached by the House. Hopefully this week, we've heard from multiple members of Congress, hopefully this week, impeached by the House. Well, a member of Congress on in just, just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, President's doctor, Ronnie Jackson, will be on. Great congressman from Texas. Um... Is probing really the word you want to use to describe Joe Biden? I can think of a number of young children who've gotten their photos with Joe Biden who would um, take offense to that description or maybe have to go to therapy, actually. Speaking of people who deserve an enormous amount of therapy, we've all been sort of trapped inside of the hellscape that is Hillary Clinton's Um therapy session for losing the 2016 election, we'll never be free of it. Like American society will be cursed because of Hillary Clinton and her psychotic, like ongoing long therapy session uh, uh, with her mental collapse after losing 2016. She's out this weekend. Hillary Clinton is out this weekend saying, uh, yeah, Joe Biden ain't it, man. How bad does it have to get? How bad does it have to get? I mean, we're not at Epstein bad yet, but we're close, okay? Hillary Clinton, of all people, being like, um, Joe Biden's going to lose to Donald Trump. Watch. The thing, the X factor in all of this, the thing that we keep seeing in poll after poll after poll is concern about Biden's age, mm -hmm. full stop. Mm -hmm. What should he do on this? Does he, is it, is a matter of sort of like, uh, underscoring his boundless energy or or should he embrace his you know eight decades on earth and the and the great wisdom he's gained through all of this i, I, I mean do you have above all yeah the above i mean i you know i talk to people in the white house all the time yeah. and you know they know it's an issue but as i like to say look it's a legitimate issue it's a legitimate issue for trump who's only three years younger right so it's an issue 
once you say that, then you have to also talk about what's at stake in the election. Oh, okay. So this is Hillary Clinton. It's a legitimate issue. Same for Trump. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Well, tell me the moment when Donald Trump went out into the public eye, which is which was be like very rare, had his first press conference in years after a report from Donald Trump's own Department of Justice that says he's mentally incapable to stand trial, that he forgets his own son's death, and then when trying to combat that narrative, forgets his own son's death. We have it on tape. It's worth reminding everyone. This was just 72 hours ago. Joe Biden, after the report from his own Department of Justice that he lied about, that Merrick Garland saw and approved of its release, his own Department of Justice saying he's unfit for office, unfit to stay in trial, unfit to be president. He doesn't remember his time. He doesn't remember who he is. Doesn't remember his time as vice president. Doesn't remember the death of his son. And Joe Biden walks out and goes, let me tell you a thing or two, Sonny. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I remember the death of my son, not trying to make fun of it, okay? Of course, the last thing I would ever want to do is like actually make light of this. So it's, a, it's a tragedy, of course. Like We're not trying to. You're the one who's bringing it up, dude. You're the guy who lies about it all the time. You lie about where your son died. You lie, you do. It's demonstrable. So bad that Snopes facts checks you. Snopes, little pudgy Cheeto-fingered leftists pecking away on their grotesque laptops from some basement somewhere. The Snopes people call you a liar. You're the dude who lied. Stop taking it out on us. And then when asked about it, and how great your recollection is of it, you literally point to a rosary on your arm and then you go, I got this rosary from. And you stare off into the middle distance. I say this often on the show. It's not, we're not, we're not, it's not our fault for noticing, okay? We're just noticing what's true, what's empirical and what's happening in front of us. Now we, <laughs> are just simply simply observers. There is a man who has been the doctor to the president, the physician to the president, unlike Jill Biden, a real doctor, an actual physician to the presidents of the United States, Republicans, Democrats. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that man serves in Congress. He's the, the, the peak of medical acuity and uh, forthrightness. That man's name is Congressman Ronnie Jackson. He now represents the 13th District of Texas. He's a patriot, and he joins the program. Congressman, thank you so much for being on the program. I loved your background. 
background. Look at that awesome colonial flag. Yes, awesome, badass base. Um, you are yourself a veteran. You yourself served. Um, I I haven't served. I got I got, I got multiple members of my family have been in the military. It's called it's called stolen valor, right? When you like when when you like ascribe when Do, when Joe Biden ascribes to his son's death, like he died in Iraq, like he said that a bunch of times. My son died in Iraq. That's a lie. I mean, right? It's like demon. It's a demonstrable, provable lie. Okay, oh, let's make it not a tragedy, but like that's a bad thing to do, right? Like from a military perspective. Well, I would say under normal circumstances, Benny, yes, that's an absolute lie. But we have to ask ourselves at this particular point, does Joe Biden really think that his son died in, in Iraq? Who knows? I mean, we don't know if uh, if the man's lying to us anymore or if he just completely confused and lost. I mean, he, he talks to dead people for crying out loud. I mean, you know, this guy's always talking about somebody that he just had a conversation with that died 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. So it's hard to say anymore what's going on with, uh, with Joe Biden. But uh uh, he, he's an absolute mess. And like you said, you know, I, I took care of three presidents and you know, I was uh, in the White House for 14 years with Bush, Obama and Trump. Uh, that was my that was my full time job was to the health and well-being of, uh, of the commander in chief of the president. And, uh, you know, while I was in the uh, Obama White House, uh, I was in and around Joe Biden on a regular basis in the West Wing. And I saw him pretty much every day in some capacity. And what I can tell you is that he is he, he's always been kind of, I would say, He's always been stupid in my book, right? But now he's stupid and demented, right? He's, 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 he's cognitively impaired now, which is different. But if you go back and you look at the video from him when he was vice president uh, or even you know before that, compared to what we see now, drastic, drastic change. I mean, this man is not the same person. He is, he's gone through this process that we all know well, and you don't have to be a former White House physician. You don't even have to be a physician to recognize this because we've all had family members that have gone through this process and we can see it, the physical symptoms, the, the cognitive issues, you know, the shuffle when he walks, the slur in his speech, the, uh, the, the blank uh, thousand yard stare, uh, the dark stare, the, uh, you know, uh, all, all the physical things that go along with, you know, the forgetfulness. He doesn't know where he's at, what he's doing, uh, you know, even what office he's holding sometime. Uh, we've all seen this and it's 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 sad, but, you know, it's something that uh, that happens to some people. It doesn't happen to other people. It's not really age related. I mean, it's it's associated with age. But, you know, we all know people that are in their 60s that, you know, that, that have this stuff, uh, you know, early. And we know people that are 100 years old that are sharp as a tack. And we know mm -hmm. people that never get anything like this. They go to their grave, uh, you know, completely mentally intact. Uh, but unfortunately, it's happened to Joe Biden. And the most unfortunate thing is he's our president. He's our commander in chief. He's our head of state. And that is not a good thing. So, no, it's not a good thing, but we are all observing it from the outside. You've seen it from the inside. You know, Barack Obama, who you were close with, actually, um, would regularly uh, shit talk Joe Biden. I mean, there's no other yeah. way to say it. Like, he's on the record multiple times. I mean, like, Joe will F things up. Like, Joe Biden doesn't have doesn't have it. The reason why he didn't want Joe to run for president and leveraged, yeah. according to multiple sources, so heavily for Joe to not run for president in 2016 yeah. was because Joe Biden was mentally uh, incapacitated. And so yeah. this has just got to be a rough road, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, I do know uh, just from conversations I've overheard, you know, uh, uh, in and around the White House during my eight years there, uh, you know, with uh, senior staff and everybody else. I, I don't think that that. Uh, President Obama really had a lot of respect for Joe Biden. I, I really don't think, I think he also thought that that he was probably too dumb to do the job. Uh, and I think that I, I know for a fact that Joe Biden was very interested in running 
the time before, whenever Hillary Clinton was also, uh, you know, competing for the Democrat, uh, you know, spot on the ticket. And I think that uh, President Obama was key in, in pushing him out and pushing her in. Uh, and he probably thought that, well, she was going to get elected and Joe Biden would go away and it'd never be considered again. But unfortunately uh, for uh, for them, uh, what happened was uh, President Trump got reelected, fortunately for us, and uh, Joe Biden got another shot at it. And by that time, I mean, he was he was, he was really not just, you know, uh, I would say, you know, less, you know, of, of less than average intelligence, but he was also cognitively compromised and cognitively, uh, you know, injured. And so here we are. Did you ever get a chance to do an assessment on Joe Biden? You were the White House physician. Is that something that happens? Nope, I didn't. And I'm, I'm glad that I didn't at this particular point. I was not his physician. The doctor that worked for him worked for me. So I oversaw his medical care, but I never got involved in his medical care. I never examined him and I never handled his medical records or anything like that. So I feel free that I can, if I had, I would be a lot more restrained about talking about some of this stuff, but he was not my patient. Uh, just to be clear, uh, but I'm I'm speaking as an outsider looking in. I've I've gone out of my way to to say I'm not giving this guy a diagnosis. I'm not trying to make a diagnosis from a different from a distance. Uh, but look, you know this this could be multi infarct dementia. It could be Alzheimer's. It could be Parkinson's. There's a variety of of illnesses out there that manifest with this cognitive impairment. I don't know what it is. Uh, his doctor probably knows. He's not going to share that with us. He's part of the cover-up. But the reality is, is that the natural history of every one of these diseases is they get worse with time, not better. And I've said from the very beginning, Joe Biden is not a fine wine. This is not going to get any better. This is going to continue to get worse and worse. Uh, and I think we're at the point now where I think it's it's kind of reached a it's kind of reached you know a critical a critical point where even the Democrats are looking around and going, oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? We're stuck with this guy's our nominee. What are, so I think, you know, Benny, my, my personal opinion is that the fact that that language is included in the her report, in the special counsel's report coming from the Biden DOJ, I think that there are people within the party, uh, part of the progressive liberals, some probably that work in the West Wing of the White House, that basically knew this was going to happen and let it happen because they're looking for an exit ramp for this guy. Mm -hmm. They've tried to, I'm sure they've tried to talk him into resigning at some point. They're, they're also terrified that she, that Kamala Harris is going to become the president. So it's a lose, lose for them. I think she's his biggest insurance policy. The fact that she's there, their party looks around and they're like, well, look, we, we got to get rid of this guy, but the alternative is just unacceptable. Right? So I think they're trying to figure out how to get both up, get rid of both of them at some point. But, uh, he, He's looking less and less. He's like he's going to make it to the, uh, you know, to to the end of this term, and that they're going to they're going to be able to just keep him in the basement and uh, and try to keep him as their nominee. So I, I think they're getting rid of him. I think. So you you said that you you use the words Joe Biden is demented, right? Does that mean yeah. dementia? Can you talk us through like cl like clinically uh, your best assessment of what's going on right now? Well, I just mean that he had he has he has uh, some sort of cognitive serious cognitive impairment. You know, dementia is part of that, and uh, it's 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 a broad category. So yeah, I think he has some sort of cognitive dementia, right? Uh, and I think that's why he he thinks that you know he just he had conversations with dead world leaders. Uh, that's why he doesn't know where he's at sometimes. Uh, that's why he can't find his way off stage. Uh, it's why he, he slurs his speech and. Uh, you know, all these other things that we see. I mean, like I said, every person in this country has seen somebody that's important to them or somebody that they know well go through this process. And so when I say these things, people know it to be true. 
And, you know, I've been saying it for three and a half years when he was candidate Joe Biden, I was saying it. I've been saying it every, you know, every time I'm on TV since then for over three years now. And the, the rest of the, the country is waking up to this. They're mm-hmm. starting to, to admit to this. We had the Her Report come out now that's, uh, you know, from a completely different source, from an objective source, from the DOJ, from his DOJ, that puts this in writing, you know, that, right, that, that, that basically says what everybody else has been thinking. And then he gets on TV and he tries to, uh, you know, convince everybody that there's no uh, substance to that her report and that it's completely, uh, you know, it's completely inaccurate. And what does he do? He just reinforces with with what he says that it's that that it's absolutely the case. So uh, we we've passed critical mass here. Okay, scre- yes, screaming, raging at the press, yeah. mixing All up world. Things. Mixing up those, world those, leaders. Yeah, that's exactly right. Th- those things go along with the cognitive impairment as well, right? I mean, he, he realizes deep down inside that he's lost control and then he doesn't know what's going on. And so that's a defensive mechanism when he strikes out at other people, when he when he yells at reporters and when he uh, apparently when he yells at his staff and stuff all the time. These are defensive yes. mechanisms because he feels himself losing grip on reality. So there are a number of clips that I had my producers pull for the show. And I really wanted to sort of laser focus in on you saying that Joe Biden is not a fine wine. You're right. Joe Biden is aging like a box of Franzia Merlot that's uh, stuck in a uh, non-working refrigerator in your aunt's uh, detached garage. But Joe Biden did go to a brewery recently. Not sure if Joe Biden sampled any of the beers, but he did sound like this when he was there. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer. It is fine. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why he's doing If Joe Biden walked into your uh, assessment table in, in your clinic and your exam room and he, start, he was sounding like that in a, in, a, in a medical setting, like what would what would you think? Well, I wouldn't let him leave the exam room until I knew that he had somebody with him that was going to make sure he got home okay. All right. I mean, you know, I would make sure that he had a chaperone, somebody with him to, you know, uh, that he didn't just wander off. And, uh, you know, we'd have to call the police to try to figure out where he went. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's bad. And, and, you know, Benny, our our adversaries overseas, they see this too, right? Our allies that are supposed to depend on us, you know, that, that they're supposed to work with us on on big issues overseas. They see this as well. They don't have any confidence in us as allies. Our adversaries see this as a moment of weakness, uh, as a window of opportunity for them to do bad things to our country. That's why you see that, that that's the whole reason. I mean, if it hadn't been for his incompetence and some of the Afghanistan stuff that, that started this all and everything that he said and done since then, Putin would have never went into Ukraine, right? Iran wouldn't be, you know, spending billions and billions of dollars on these proxies to attack U.S. troops and the shipping lanes uh, that, that are important to us. We wouldn't have what's going on in Israel. Hamas would have never done what they what they what, what they did. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to have an issue, I'm sure, at some point in the near future with uh, Xi and with uh, in, in the Indo-Pacific with China and Taiwan. That's all. These are, things are all results of Biden weakness. Biden incompetence. And then it's complicated by the fact today I was just somebody asked me the other day, like, well, you know, look, we we're all worried that this man doesn't know what he's doing and he's, you know, supposedly got the nuclear codes and this, that, and the other. But they're like, you were at the White House for 14 years. There's checks and balances in place, right? So that if something bad happens, he doesn't accidentally, you know, do something that that, that that takes us into a war. And I said, Yeah, there are some checks and balances in place, right? 
But you, you look at it's the people that surround him. First and foremost, his secretary of defense, who was in the hospital for days and days and never even bothered to tell anybody. Nobody knew where he was at. And he was completely off the grid and unavailable. And we didn't even know it. And, and Biden's team didn't even know it. Right now he's back in the hospital again. So we have a we have a perfect storm right now where we have an incompetent administration. Right. And we have a completely a cognitively impaired commander in chief and head of state, something bad's going to happen. And not to mention the fact that we're a setup right now for a terror attack in this country because of his open border policy and all the jihadi terrorists that have crossed our border uh, since he's come into office. There are, there are scary national security issues on the horizon for this country right now. And we have no one at the helm to make sure that we get out of this. Uh, that is terrifying. What isn't so terrifying is this incredible uh, tweet that you sent out in front of a Taco Bell uh, with you inviting Joe Biden to eat at some Egyptian food in your district. Um, this is hysterical, but also but also chilling. And also, as a Texan, this border issue with Joe Biden has got to like it's got to ring like a bell. Pardon the pun here, um, because this has the potential to change Texas forever to destroy one of the best states in America. Um, your thought on its effect on your district, and this has got to be personal for you. Well, it absolutely is. I mean, it's having a big impact on Texas. We're spending billions of our tax dollars, our state tax dollars on this, right? And, you know, but the thing here to remember, Benny, for all everybody in your audience, it's been painful for Texas for a while now. It's going to continue to, uh, to injure our state, but this is going to injure every state in the union. These people, are these people. a lot of them aren't staying in Texas. They're going elsewhere. We mm -hmm. personally here in Texas are trying to encourage them. Why don't you go to a sanctuary state? You know, why don't you mm -hmm. go up to New York or Chicago or somewhere? They, they apparently love you there. They're going to give you free education, free health care. They're going to give you cash cards to carry around, you know, ATM cards that you can get, get money for. So I, I want these people to leave if they come here. I don't want them to come here in the first place, but they need to go elsewhere and they need to go where, where they're welcome. Because to be honest with you, I'm all about immigration, but these people aren't welcome here because they didn't come here the right way. And they're falling in on resources, specifically right now, state resources that are in place for state taxpayers here, for federal taxpayers, you know, with regards to our education system, our roads, our health care, our welfare system, our housing opportunities. These are for people that pay taxes, not for anybody and everybody in the entire world that just wants to, you know, uh, uh, that wants to take advantage of it and have a better way of life. We can't be the answer for every. There's poor people all over this planet. There's always been poor people all over this planet, but they're all coming here now because we're given a handout. But that's only going to last for a certain amount of time. We do not have an endless pot of money in this country, and people in this country are about to find that out the hard way. Yeah, I, I like really, truly, it it's, it does seem as though there's this generation of people that just are like. You know, screw it, Leroy Jenkins. Like, we're not going to be around. We're 85. Right. We're in our 80. Like, none of these policies are going to affect us. We just got to make sure that our families can cash out, right? My grandkids will be good. They'll have whatever set up trust for them. And then we're done. Yeah, the, the place can burn. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell seems to be like that. Klaus what? Schwab. Like, all these guys. Like, they, it's it's so fatalistic, nihilistic. It's 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 awful. You're absolutely right. And the reason this is happening, Benny, is because you're, you hit right on it. It's 
it's the progressive left, the, these liberal progressives, right? The, the Democrat Party has evolved into this thing that used to be, would, wouldn't be recognizable to Democrats 20 years ago, right? They used to represent hardworking blue collar people. They don't have those people anymore. Blue, blue yes. collar, hardworking people belong to the Republican Party now. Yes. Every single day, the, you know, more and more African-Americans, more and more Hispanics are, are moving over yes. uh, because they fall into that category of hardworking American people. Young people. To the Republican Party. Young people, Trump's, right? Trump's and, winning young people, Congressman. It's crazy, right? So what you have right now is the Democrats are made up of two groups of people, the liberal elites and the welfare class. And that's it. There's nothing in between. And they're trying to grow that welfare class as big as they can, because if they bring, you know, they're bringing these people over. They don't even let them work. Right. They're not even allowed to work. Right. So I'm not I don't want them coming over here in the first place. I don't want to work in here. But that's part of the deal. They bring them over here and they don't let them work. Why? Because they don't want them to work. They want to give them housing. They want to give them education. They want to give them health care. They want to give them money to spend. They want to be completely dependent on the U.S. government so that whenever they do get the right to vote, which they have a plan for that to be coming down the pike pretty soon, they have to vote as Democrats to keep all of the privileges and all of the benefits that they're getting right now. So the party is going to be the haves and the have-nots and the, the, the progressive liberal elites don't care because they're lying in their pockets with taxpayer dollars every single day, whether it's the Green New Deal or all the other corrupt stuff that's been going on in this party. And so we are in a bad situation right now. And, and, and I would say that some of the ones you mentioned, like Mitch McConnell, some of the rhino Republicans, especially on the Senate side, are in the same category. Mm, yes. A new political underclass is what they wish to create, yes. where they are effectively, you've created effectively a feudal system. There is one man that, my final question for you, Congressman, and I deeply appreciate your time and your your effort explaining this to us and our audience. It's great to have a professional on here. We can simply observe you've actually been in the room. Somebody who's also been in the room with a lot of these people, Hillary Clinton, we just played a clip on the show where Hillary's like, yeah, um, Biden's mental capacity is a concern. And then she, of course, dovetails in, but so is Trump's, right? And so as a man who I believe gave Donald Trump a cognitive test, who's quite close with Donald Trump, two of you seem to be good pals, um, can you fill in Hillary Clinton as to Donald Trump's mental and cognitive state? Look, Hillary Clinton and all of, all of the left, they know they know that he's uh, that he's, he's he's very intelligent. He's completely competent. He scares the crap out of them. I mean, he scares them to death because he's the one man, the one man that's smart enough and motivated enough to get back in there and to disassemble what they're putting together. He will take it down and they know it. We know it. The American people know it. He's going to win as long as they're not cheating like they were last time. He's going to win. He's going to win overwhelmingly if there's not a lot of elect election fraud going on. And they are terrified of this man. But I'll tell you, he, it's anybody that watches him and try to compare him to, to Joe Biden, that's just laughable, right? President Trump has a better memory than I have. He has a better memory than you. I mean, he's got an incredible memory. It's one of his strongest points. He took the cognitive test. He got 30 out of 30. I talk to him all the time. He still can walk up to a bunch of cameras, a whole, to a whole uh, slew of press uh, without any indication whatsoever what they want to talk about. They can start asking him questions just off the cuff. He can stand there for two hours and answer questions all day long and never miss a beat. Joe Biden can't stand in front of a teleprompter for two minutes without saying something stupid, right? This is crazy. I mean, it's just, it's comparing apples and oranges in the biggest way. President Trump is fully qualified mentally and physically to be our commander in chief. He was the best president we've ever had, and he will be our 47th president, and we will clean this place up. It's going to happen. You said a 30 out of 30 for the mental competency test? That's absolutely right. So a perfect score. A perfect score. And and what would you just, I hate doing this, but what would you guess Biden would get? 
I don't think Biden could get the first question right, which is to identify three animals, right? He, I don't think he could do that, right? I don't think it would happen. I think he's oh, lucky if he gets a three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 30 for three. Uh, maybe if it maybe if it was identified three small children's heads, you wish to sniff their hair. Sure. Maybe yeah. Joe Biden. Perfect score on that one. But maybe three, maybe three dead heads of state that he talked to last week. You might get that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Helmut Kohl, yeah. Mitterrand from from Germany. Yeah. You can't even get the name or right. the Okay, so anyway, the president sees dead people. We are here for the living, and we are very thankful that you are living and in Congress. Congressman, keep fighting. Godspeed. Thank you, Benny. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, I did want to put up uh, the congressman's social media. Please follow his ex account. Um, I didn't do this during the interview. I always want to do this. Didn't want to waste any of his time. I didn't want to actually ask for information. Um, and uh, wow, holy, holy cannoli. Dude, congressman's popping up there. There you go. Almost a million followers. Come on, Ronnie Jackson. Almost a million followers. Look at that. 700 thousand for our boy go on over and follow we want to make sure that we create a, a, a movement here and create a um uh, a system where we can support each other and the follows mean a lot and and the connectivity the network effect really really powerful ladies and gentlemen congressman ronnie jackson also dr ronnie jackson one of our favorite doctors dr peter mccullough dr Mc peter mccullough has a new project called the wellness company it is a company that provides life-saving medications as well as a guidebook and aid in case of life-saving emergencies you may be uh needing a little help with obviously throughout the covid pandemic and whatever the hell else these people have cooking up and whatever death labs they got rolling in china ladies and gentlemen you got to be prepared the wellness company make sure that you are prepared with life-saving medications that are the gold standard when it comes to staying healthy and ready for anything go to twc.health slash benny that's twc.health slash benny and enter the code benny for 10 percent off twc.health slash Benny, 10% off, ladies and gentlemen. Here is our Monday Gun Day, brought to you by Spikes Tactical. Spikes Tactical, baby, the beautiful AR-15s that sit beside me on the wall can also be found inside of my home. These, of course, are the protectorates of the Johnson household. Come a knocking, you won't be walking away and that is exactly what happened when a good guy with gun stopped a bad person with a gun at the lakewood church uh this is a uh, horrible story from this weekend uh houston's lakewood church which is the joel osteen church had a uh, a a person open fire inside of the church uh, the rifle had like free Palestine on it. So this person was clearly a, a sociopath. Um, this church is massive. It's like inside of a sports arena. Um, so anyway, what happened was uh, this person opened fire uh, and the shooter was stopped uh, when the sheriff was able, got there, which was really quick and took the shooter down. In one shot, right on scene. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, this person opened fire at a church. 
what do you expect to happen in Texas? Um, the shooter is now neutralized thanks to the excellent job of one of the deputies on site, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, it's a sociopath who clearly is like clearly had some type of we try as hard as we can not to like ascribe the like to, to ascribe motive before you know it. But here's ABC News free Palestine written on the gun, the shooting at Lakewood Church. But motive is a mystery. Well, I mean, if you have pro-Palestinian messaging on the gun, you would have to assume this person has some type of radicalization uh, from the far left, which is a common trend with the shooter, something that never gets talked about. We live inside of a world with realities, uh, a part of it, since the founding of this country, the flintlock and little metal balls fired as projectiles. Uh, that's been technology for like 500 years. Okay, so you're not gonna you're not gonna unwind and undo that human advancement. Okay, just like you're not gonna get rid of all the cars or the planes. Okay, you're not going to stop the human advancement marching forward. The best thing that you can do is have a safe car, or fly in a safe plane, or yourself own a firearm, practicing your Second Amendment rights. You're not going to get rid of gun. It's not possible. You're not going to check South America. You don't get rid of firearms. What you do is you get rid of people's rights to own firearms, protect themselves, which is actually an extension of property rights, as our Constitution is written. Well, and then what does that mean? That means that only criminals have the firearms. The criminals have the firearms in both scenarios. It just means that they're will they're able and have the capacity to do whatever they want to you uh, in the secondary uh, fatalistic totalitarian scenario. So don't be a sucker. Make sure that you are protected. The AR-15 the firearm of the Johnson household from Spikes Tactical. And we have some interesting Spikes Tactical. We learned how to um, be a sniper. We had, a, we had an Army Ranger sniper teach us how to snipe on Friday. So I was able to fire my first sniper rifle, which is awesome. We have a photo of that, Robbie. Kick it on over. Pop it up. Ladies and gentlemen, you can uh, be sure uh, to see all of our new content, all of our exclusive content, we're hitting the road again. We're building out the Trump cribs. Uh, look at that. There's your, there's your boy. There we go. My first sniper rifle firing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with a with a proper sniper instructor, Army Ranger, been deployed, teach me how to teach me how to do it. Man, the cure for male uh, the cure for male loneliness. Tell you what. Firearms. That is it. Oh, wow. There's a Benny logo. Look at that. <laughs> what a life. What a life. And it's made possible by you. We say thank you. We wish to share our lives with you. We wish to share our, our happiness, the, the, the wellspring of joy inside of our souls. Uh, please join the Benny Brigade if you uh, care to support our work, our mission, our journalism at this show. The show is 100% independent. There's not a lot of shows like this out there, actually. Uh, we have a staff. The the proceeds for the show like go into supporting the careers of young creators and making sure that the show is as entertaining and as vibrant and as powerful as we can possibly make it. We say thank you if you join the Benny Brigade. Um, it costs less than a Happy Meal per month uh, to just support us and to be directly connected with us with a lot of perks and benefits. 
ladies and gentlemen. Um, asking questions on the show is one. Uh, also, my wife and I are going to be starting our own our own couples show that will be exclusive to brigade members. So we're going to be we're going to be doing some Q and A's actually later today for Valentine's Day. So we're making content. We are a content machine around here. Um, we wish to bring you obviously uh, along with us on the journey. We also know that times times are hard. Times suck because of Joe Biden and his stupid inflation. And so um, you know. If 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 you can't join, then that's okay too. We'd like we're blessed by just having you watch and being a, a member in our community. Uh, we we love you, and man, I know what it's like to be dead broke. So I, under, I understand that we're here to uplift you, actually, uh, not to push you down. We are here to lift up and to give you a little crack of a smile on your Monday morning uh, to give you hope for the future. Uh, but there's nobody who can do that better than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Christ is King. And the good book is what we read from every show because we can't control the news cycle, but we can always find our peace and our solace in God's love for us, which comes out of the scriptures. John 8 today. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Do you feel free? Do you feel liberated? It's a great feeling. Let's continue that by saving America together. I am fighting. You are fighting. And I'm fighting right alongside you. It's your boy, Benny. This is the Benny Show. See ya.